Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, out Parkland High School senior Emma Gonzalez stunned the nation with her silence at the March for Our Lives. Donald Trump tried again this week with his ban on transgender soldiers in the U.S. military. Celebrities are buying out showings of the new coming out movie, Love, Simon. And my review of out singer-songwriter Tom Goss live in concert. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. In a day of memorable moments at the March for Our Lives, the one that will be burned into the memories of the people who attended and watched on TV will be Parkland High School student Emma Gonzalez. Taking the stage, the 18-year-old senior who identifies as bisexual announced it took the shooter 6 minutes and 20 seconds to perform his deadly massacre on February 14th at her high school. After reading the names of the 17 who died at the shooting massacre, Gonzalez stood silent and still, for almost four minutes to demonstrate the time it took to murder those young lives. She didn't preface the silence. She didn't explain the silence. She simply stood as an occasional tear rolled down her cheek. The crowd wasn't sure what she was doing, but they stayed with her, and for the most part in silence. When a timer went off, she told the crowd, Since the time that I came out here, it has been six minutes and 20 seconds. The shooter has ceased shooting, and will soon abandon his rifle, blend in with the students as they escape, and walk free for an hour before arrest. Fight for your life before it's somebody else's job. Gonzalez, who has served as president of her school's Gay-Straight Alliance, later told Yahoo News in the days leading up to Saturday's march, she definitely sees a connection between her sexuality and her drive to lead the movement. They're definitely linked for me personally, she said. If I wasn't so open about who I was, I never would have been able to do this. The eloquence of her tribute and power of her silent scream were undeniable and incredibly powerful. You can watch the full moment on therandyreport.com. Late Friday night this week, Donald Trump released a memo standing by his ban on military service by transgender people. According to the memo, Secretary of Defense James Mattis received a study last month that concluded that trans people are not fit to serve. Hmm. From the memo. Among other things, the policies set forth by the Secretary of Defense state that transgender persons with a history or diagnosis of gender dysphoria, individuals who the policies state may require substantial medical treatment, including medications and surgery, are disqualified from military service except under certain limited circumstances. The Mattis report does seem to hedge on those transgender soldiers currently serving. A portion of the report states, Currently serving service members who have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria since the previous administration's policy took effect and prior to the effective date of this policy may continue to serve in their preferred gender, hmm, I don't like that term, and receive medically necessary treatment for gender dysphoria. It also says trans people can serve in their biological sex, 
which would seem to shove trans people back into the closet. Four federal courts have blocked implementation of Trump's ban, while lawsuits against it proceed, appeals courts have upheld those actions, and military experts have concluded that the cost of providing treatment to trans troops would be minimal. So for now, the new memo from Trump is a moot point. When Trump issued the ban via Twitter last July, reversing the Obama administration's lifting of the ban, he claimed to have done so after, quote, consultation with my generals and military experts, end quote. But those experts seemed to have been blindsided by the announcement. Defense Secretary James Mattis was on vacation at the time, and General Joseph Dunford, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, has indicated he was not consulted about it at all. Earlier this week, U.S. District Judge Marsha Peckman in Washington State asked Team Trump for the names of these so-called military experts that Trump had consulted before sending his tweet in July. The judge had given them a deadline of 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, but instead of providing the names by then, his team filed a document saying executive privilege allowed them to withhold the names. As I said before, because of those current court injunctions, the memo issued by Trump will have no immediate effect. And earlier on Friday, a Defense Department spokesman told the Washington Blade that the department would obey the court orders and retain trans troops no matter what Trump announced. Good. Back in 2016, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards, a Democrat, issued an executive order banning anti-LGBTQ discrimination among state employees and contractors. Sounds like a good idea to me. But Republican Attorney General and homophobe Jeff Landry quickly moved to stop the order. A lower court agreed with Landry, ruling the governor had overstepped his authority in issuing the directive. The case was then appealed to the state's high court, which decided this week in a 4-3 ruling not to take the case, leaving the lower court's ruling in place. Bill Edwards expressed disappointment, saying in a statement, I, for one, do not think discrimination of any kind has a place in our society, much less the workplace. Unfortunately, this puts us on the wrong side of history. And he's right. You have to wonder what could make someone like Attorney General Landry oppose discrimination other than maybe actual real homophobia? A new survey exploring gay men's thoughts around monogamy shows that younger gay men seem to be moving away from the idea of non-monogamous relationships. The survey by researchers and couple Lance Lowen and Blake Spears asked 832 gay men between the ages of 18 and 39 years old, a series of questions involving monogamy. The results found that 86% of respondents that were in a relationship were monogamous, and the remaining 14 were not. As for those who were single, 90% said they were looking for a monogamous relationship. Magic Mike and American Horror Story star Matt Bomer did something really wonderful for the people of his hometown. The out actor decided to buy out an entire movie theater so that the people of his hometown of Spring, Texas, and anyone willing to travel to it, could see the new coming-of-age coming-out movie, Love, Simon. He also shared before on Instagram his love of the movie and how he wanted as many people as possible to see the film. In that post, he wrote, I'm so happy that a generation of young people will have this to watch and realize that love is love is love is love. And Bomer's not alone. Other stars as well have bought out theaters so people could see the movie for free. 
Kristen Bell, for example, is so smitten with the film, she posted on her Instagram, Dear Minneapolis, Simon came out, so I'm buying out. In the caption, she wrote, Love, Simon is a knockout. There are so many important stories that don't get made, I am so grateful this one did. I had absolutely nothing to do with the making of this movie, I just have a huge crush on it. And I'd like to share the love. Minneapolis, please enjoy a screening of Love, Simon this Sunday on me. Enjoy. Now how awesome is that? Last night here in Las Vegas, I finally caught out singer-songwriter Tom Goss in concert, and I had an awesome time. I've been a fan and supporter of Tom's music and music videos on The Randy Report for many years, but experiencing him live is a whole different experience. He's funny, self-deprecating, always in the moment, and using his own life story to connect song to song. The audience had a blast as he shared some of his older hits like Rise, Wait, and Make Believe with newer material titled Mama and Berlin and more. And of course, he closed the night with his rousing hit Bears. After the show, he spent a lot of time meeting and chatting up with fans in the lobby, giving everyone a chance to meet the guitar-toting troubadour. Tom is always touring, it seems, and currently has upcoming dates in Dallas, Cleveland, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Dayton, Ohio, Provincetown, Massachusetts, and New Hope, Pennsylvania. You can find out more information about Tom, his music, and concert dates at TomGossMusic.com. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on the week's LGBTQ headlines with this 15-minute news magazine, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only a lot shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at TheRandyReport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close with a song by Tom Goss. In his concert last night, Tom admitted that up to his early 20s, he thought of himself as a bit asexual. Even though he wrestled in college and was often in locker rooms and showers with all those fit young guys, nothing really got his motor going. And then one day, he discovered he did have a preference in men. But I'll let Tom's song, Bears, tell the tale. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Some people think they got it right They tell me just what I will like A tight waist, a smooth face, daily exfoliates But they don't know me Circumnavigate, steal my heart and let it
job to circumvent.